Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Welcome, everybody, to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. We're glad you're with us today. Um, every now and then, you come across an artist that just makes you say, wow, and that is exactly what happened when I saw today's guest play the drums a few months ago. She was playing our Fresh Coast Jazz Festival Fall Affair um, as a member of Candace Springs' band, and she and the whole band, they were just infectious. Um, this young lady is... A drummer, yes, but she's also a DJ, a comedian, a motivational speaker, um, and she clearly has an unwavering passion about all those things that she does. If you're not familiar with her, trust me, you're going to be you're going to be familiar with her very, very soon. Um, please welcome to the show the Princess of Percussion, Miss Taylor Moore. Taylor, welcome to the show today. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you. I, I got to tell you, um, I can't tell you how many people after you performed at our Fresh Coast, Fall, Fresh Coast Jazz Festival Fall Affair, how many people came up to me and said to me, where did you find Taylor? You know, and I'm like, well, I, I don't have, I take no responsibility for finding Taylor. Taylor has been out here doing her thing, but yes, there, was, there was something like, and I noticed how everybody was dying to get photos with you. And there was just something electric about your performance one was off the charts but your spirit and how you interacted with the audience was really just it just made the crowd just go wild for you and so when when I saw that I was like man we got to have this young lady on the podcast so yes and to that I simply say what comes from the heart reaches the heart yeah absolutely And, and it was it was truly I mean that was clear about you too and it was a there was clearly too um your faith was on display as well, Absolutely. which is one of those things that I think helped people to gravitate towards you and say, this young lady is special. And that was certainly the feeling that we had. So tell us about, you know, I mean, how do you, I think what comes from the heart certainly is one of the ways you make a connection with the audience. But what's, what do you think are the other things that make you so popular with the audience? Well, definitely, you definitely hit the nail right on the head when you said that I also display my faith. And I I'm very adamant about being vocal about where all my help comes from and knowing that all my help comes from above, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and Savior. And I know that who has kept me, that's who has sustained me, who, who has protected me in this industry and being an entertainer. And so with that, you know, that is my that's a part of my playing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a part of my story. That's a part of who I am. And so I would be remiss to withhold that information because, you know, it's kind of like, well, uh, how do we get to the pot of gold? Like, yeah. how do what, what's the road? What's where's the rainbow? How do we go there? And yeah. for me, that's been my route. That's been my direction to this pot of gold. You know, so yeah, that's yes. fantastic. That's fantastic. I, I, I tell you, I, I, I was uh, I, you remind your your. Your appearance reminded me a little bit of, of a Kirk Whalem show because I teased my wife. I'm a, I'm a Kirk, big Kirk fan. My wife used to accuse me of, of stalking him. Every time he was close, we would go to his shows, right? Okay, nice. And I didn't want to go if I didn't get tickets in the front row. But every time I went to a Kirk show, every time you go to a Kirk show, you get great music, you get entertained, yes. 
and you get a little you 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 get you get blessed with a little bit of uh, a little bit of Sunday morning too. Absolutely, absolutely, a little testimony. Absolutely, right. and I I affectionately call him Uncle Kirk. Cool. And uh, I've had the opportunity to perform with him. Uh, one time, I was opening for him in Chicago. Oh, great! Uh, for Trinity's Church Jazzapalooza, and yeah. then actually had the opportunity to play with him when I was performing with Candace Springs uh, for a Nashville, Tennessee Ford sponsored live concert. So that was really amazing. Uh, yes, he is a man of faith. And so it's so amazing when you can perform with like-minded individuals. And of course he had uh, his amazing run with the late great Whitney Houston, yes, who I yes. affectionately call Aunt Nippy, okay. who was also a great woman of faith. And one of the reasons why I adopted Whitney Houston as my uh, mental auntie is uh -huh. because she was at the top of her game, still proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And and for that, that was so uh, crucial for me. Regardless of the demons she battled and faced, she was still a woman of faith, and yeah. she still loved the Lord. You yeah, know. Yeah. And so for that, all things aside, uh, that is what gives me the courage to. Uh, be vocal and she has set an example of both a cautionary tale yeah. as well as a great example to still excel in your craft yeah. and still be articulate with your faith. You know, I love what you said ab about that, uh, about the fact that she battled her demons, because I think sometimes people think that it's, you know, you can't be a person who has demons and be a faithful person. Right. And that's just not the case, right? Like right. you, you know, we, we go through this life and, and, and we all have struggles in this life and some struggles Absolutely. are more visible and some struggles right. are invisible. Right. But right. you can still be a person of faith. And, and yes. even though you're dealing with, with those struggles, right. And Absolutely. That's, that's an important thing. I think that's the thing that I think some people, didn't really get about Whitney or kind of maybe glossed over with Whitney. So exactly, exactly. Because we, if we can go back all the way to the Bible and, and a, and a main character who sticks out would be David absolutely. who went from a shepherd's board to a King David. Um, but we see that he was a murderer. He was yeah. an adulterer, but the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart, you absolutely. know? So, so, so realizing that, yes, we will go through some things. Uh, we will face some battles and some trials and tribulations, but God, and then there's a period. Yes, okay. Yes, so, but absolutely. God, period, exclamation mark. Okay. There you go. There you go. I'm going to add yeah. to that list next time I interview, I'm going to add to that list, D drummer, DJ, comedian, motivational speaker, <laughs> preacher. I'm going to add that oh to the God. list too. I'm going to add that to, to, I'm gonna add yes. that to the list too. So, so how yeah. long have you been playing drums, Taylor? Look, in my color purple voice all my life. <laughs> Yes, my mom says that I was playing when I was in the womb. Wow. Literally, she would speak on how I would go, well, she would go all day and not feel me move. And she would have to shake me to make sure I wasn't stillborn and wow. that to make sure that I was okay. And she would shake me and I would give a little wiggle, bloop, 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 bloop. And then she would know <laughs> that I was okay. But she said that really the only time I would move is when I heard music okay. and she specifically speaks to two songs that I would move to huh. all the time. And that's you rhythmic sweet dreams okay. and 
and Bobby Brown's My Prerogative. Wow, no yes. kidding. No Absolutely. kidding. So already in the womb, I was tapped in and I was leaning in uh, to what was to come. So, um, and, and these are stories that, that my mom uh, unapologetically shares with me, you know, because obviously I can't say, oh, I was in the womb and right, I didn't right. move until I heard music. No, this is from my mom who carried me for nine months, who can say and attest, no, she didn't move until she heard music. And the irony to that is, I'm that way to this very day, you know, when nothing is happening, I'm kind of chill, low key. Yeah. Just in the corner hanging out. But when some music comes on, oh, it's on and popping. OK, yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Yes. So what's, uh, um, so when you when you uh, are there other instruments that you play other than drums? Yes, sir. Yes. I am not just a drum set player, but I also play a full line of percussion instruments from okay. classical percussion to Latin percussion. Wow. I also play guitar, acoustic and electric. And I play a little clarinet, play a little saxophone. Wow. I like to uh, dibble and dabble in a lot of things that uh, a lot of instruments that help me to express myself. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, those are the main instruments that, that that do that. And, you know, for for the drums, you know, it's very kind of aggressive. Right. And it's, you know, yes. you've got this pounding nature. Right. So that is like the form of me kind of ex exerting or express or expressing my my energy or pent up aggression, for lack of better terms, you know. Um, and then I have the guitar, which allows me to kind of wail and you know, let the guitar do the crying and the weeping for me in spaces yeah. where I can't, you know, so it, it's more of a, a solemn expression of emotion or a more um, sentimental expression of emotion. And then, you know, I, like I said, I used to play clarinet and mm -hmm. saxophone, but that was only because uh, at the time the band director I, I played clarinet and saxophone in, in grade school. And that okay. was because the band director at that time specifically told me to my face. He didn't want any girls in his rhythm section or really? on his drum line. Wow. Or on his drum line. Yes. So as a third, fourth grader, you know, that was my first taste of uh, experiencing that type of uh, discrimination yeah, uh, because yeah. of my gender experiencing that that sexism, you know, but the 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 funny thing to that was that as I started to uh, matriculate in, you know, education, I went on to high school and then was able to start playing drums and in, in the band and we would have band competitions. And do you know, we had a band competition and that grade school conductor was at the band competition as a judge wow so it was really a full circle moment yeah, no kidding no now kidding. he was able to see me do what i love to do and for him to see that he couldn't stop what god had in store for me absolutely absolutely and the reality is he only added to my arsenal when when he thought he was trying to keep me from something he actually added to my arsenal by giving me uh, the ability to practice clarinet and play saxophone and have that experience as an instrumentalist, as as a horn instrumentalist. Yeah. So, you know, he, what what the devil meant for bad, God always works it out for the good. There you go. There you yes. go. Yes. Romans eight twenty eight. All things work hey. together. 
You already know. That's yes, it. sir. That is it. Yes. That is it. So you played with you played with a lot of different artists. Uh, you know, I was introduced to you with you playing with Candace Springs and yes. I know you're playing with Kirk Whalum and Boney James and many others. Yes. What do you like most about getting to work with these different artists? The energy that they bring to the stage. Uh-huh. It's always it's always different, you know, always different types of uh, electric shocks, okay. you know, that happens. Um, and so, so that's fun. Always, uh, their, in addition to their energy that they bring to the stage, uh, the stories that they share. Yeah. I had the opportunity to be mentored by the late, great Jimmy Cobb, okay. uh, a pioneer drummer who played with Miles Davis for many years ah. and played on a number of his, uh, records, including kind of blue which is a jazz staple. Uh, you know, when you study in any musician who studies jazz and for jazz studies at different universities, that's a part of the curriculum studying mm-hmm. uh, kind of blue. And so to be mentored by uh, the late great Jimmy Cobb was simply amazing. And just the stories that uh, he shared, I actually had the opportunity to to meet him during a music residency at Montclair State University that was sponsored by NJ Pack okay. that was spearheaded by the late great Jerry Allen, okay. pianist okay. Jerry Allen. And so got there for the residency and they had the faculty play. And I go up to him afterwards and I say, sir, I'm looking forward to this week. I would love to be your roadie because at this time he was uh, like late 70s or okay. so. Okay. And I just wanted to be in his space to just, he was given grandpa, papa, you know, paternal <laughs> energy, you know yeah, what I mean? And yeah, I just yeah. wanted to be in that space just as uh, the the great man that he is, yeah. uh, aside from him being a musician, you know? And so I said, sir, uh, I would love to be your roadie for this week. Can I help you pack up your symbols and help? take them out to your car. And he kind of chuckled and uh, he didn't deny uh, my help, you know, or he he didn't kind of, he didn't say yes or no. He kind of just chuckled and was like, well, you know, do what you do kind of thing. Right. uh And so sure enough, you know, I helped him out to his car with the symbols. And then the next day it was time for the students to perform, to decide which ensemble we would be broken off into. And so uh, I performed and uh, was slated to be in the Jimmy Cobb, combo. Okay. And afterwards he came up to me. He said, girl, you said you want to be my roadie. I need to be your roadie. <laughs> and it was such a hysterical moment, you know, to have this legend, yeah. you know, kind of to be so complimentary in that space and in that time. And, uh, as we went on to uh, have combo rehearsals and everything, he would share his stories about working with Miles Davis and it was so funny because I had just finished reading the autobi- uh, the autobiography of Quincy Jones, uh-huh. where he spoke of his time with Sarah Vaughn. And so and so I asked Mr. Cobb, I said, um, oh, so he, he was telling his stories and he also mentioned how he worked with Sarah Vaughn. OK. Right? And, and I said, was this before or after Quincy? And he said both <laughs> okay 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 yeah uh, so you know just to have that interaction uh with him having those yeah. historical moments uh with such an amazing vocalist like sarah vaughn and such an amazing instrumentalist and writer like miles davis it was just amazing yeah yeah is it your goal what's your goal for your career i mean you're doing so much with so many other artists or is your goal really to be 
you know, from a music standpoint, because we got all those other careers that you have to talk yeah. about still. But from a music <laughs> standpoint, is is the goal to be, you know, uh, Taylor Moore as a as a as a solo actor? Yeah, you know, it keeps evolving. Okay, it keeps evolving. Like the older I get, it keeps evolving into what is to come or what is to be. You know, yeah. I have had dreams and aspirations, still do, still have them. Uh, but I've come to realize that the Lord's will is what's best for me. Yeah. And his plan is what's best for me. And, you know, the the old adage is, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and so I've, I've come to realize that there have been so many things that I have wanted to do. And God has in his own sovereign way just presented them on a platter that was like wow i would have never thought of that i couldn't have even fathomed you know so i'm at a point in my life where wherever he leads me i will follow and so i i know that sounds extremely like ambiguous like you know people always ask like what's your five-year plan or what's your 10-year plan and really the only definitive answer i can give is my five year and 10 year plan is still living for the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, because I, I'm still evolving. Things that I had set out to do five years ago, I could have never fathomed that I would be doing today. Like yeah. I, you know, DJing online, started a Zoom room comedy club online in the yeah. in the, thick of the pandemic, right? And so these were things and ideas that evolved because I was tapped in to his word and just tapped into him guiding me and leading me. Yeah. And uh, like I said, launched a DJ Tay's, uh, I'm wearing my shirt. I see it. Uh, DJ Tay's Zoom Room Comedy Club, yeah. which which in 2020, uh, in the, the 2020, 2021 season, featured over 50 comedians. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. I, that wasn't something I had even thought of. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. so that's what I mean. Like we have our plans, we have our goals, you know, we kind of have our checklist. Okay. You, you know, this, that, and the other, but the reality is what if none of that even could speak to the fullness mm-hmm. of the life we could live if we just tap in and are sensitive to his direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, I'm just so grateful. Uh, aside from me launching uh, DJ Tay's Zoom Room Comedy Club, also opened an online store okay. where I where I have since uh, partnered with a fellow Chicagoan and an amazing artist. And we have put art with we have we have paired art with comfort. Oh, cool. Because we have put his artwork on pillows. Oh wow! Oh, that's a neat idea. Yes. That, what, yes. Where um, what's uh, where can people go to find out? Oh, that's cool. She's Taylor showing us a pillow. Everybody, that's really. I really wish neat. everyone could see. And it's I mean, beautiful. the pillows are so soft and so fluffy, and it's like art meets comfort because you know you have this amazing artwork, and you can just rest your head, lean back, and just kick back. And and the pillows can be found on my website. Okay. MissTaylorMoore.com, and that's M-S-T-A-Y-L-O-R-M-O-O-R-E.com. And uh, the information for my store is there. The information for DJ Tay Zoom Room Comedy Club is there because we will actually relaunch. Uh, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, and then we'll be back with our monthly series uh, January 8th. Okay. So, yeah, we're excited. Again, these are all things I 
hadn't even thought of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Thing yeah. I couldn't have even fathomed five years ago on my what's your five year plan. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, this pandemic hit us all. And it took us all by storm. And I think it really spoke to the fact that you can have plans, but at any moment, God can do whatever he wants to do. That is so true. That is so yeah. true. And, and the whole world shut down. Yeah. And because as far as plans, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was scheduled to go on a world tour with Candace Springs. Okay. Yeah. So we were, we were scheduled to go on a world tour. We had started a few dates in New York City. We did one show and that that one show was the first and last show of like this world tour series because wow. of course Broadway, that was the day we got the news that Broadway shut down yeah. and we were like, oh, if Broadway is shutting down, everything is shutting down, no okay? And then it. sure enough, the NBA shut down and it was just like, yeah, this is, this is real. This is serious, you know? Um, so as it pertains to plans, the main goal for me is planning to have a strength to pivot. Yeah, sure. And and a plan to have the the courage to do something different and Absolutely. the audacity to dare to be different or try something new or venture out into a new space because I was DJing in a couple of clubs. I was, I was also doing karaoke. And so uh, when those clubs shut down, I wanted to continue with that club environment because we all mm -hmm. needed a space to just kind of woosah mm -hmm. and just stop thinking about us being stuck in the house. Right, right, right. right. So that's when I started, I actually started doing karaoke online first. Okay. And so that was fun. People would, would come on. I did a split screen where they could see the words and they were just singing their hearts <laughs> out. And it, was, it was such a fun experience. And yeah. people were just, you know, in a space to just, you know, to, to have a moment of relief inside, you know, and just be mm -hmm. gathered around and we laugh and do karaoke together. And then I was doing that on Instagram, but then Instagram was like getting all weird and kept like shutting me down. Okay. It was like a whole thing. I was like, Instagram, come on now. We're just <laughs> trying to have some fun, you know? Like there's so many other things and people to police other than me, yeah, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. But, but nevertheless, uh, I, I uh, concluded that series and went over to Facebook and started doing uh, pop-up parties on Facebook where I was just playing music and just spinning records as, uh -huh. you know, as DJ Tay. And, People would contact me and say, thank you so much for playing the music. It really helped me get through this pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And I could have never imagined that, you know, I would be in a space to uh, be so effective uh, online, right? Like mm -hmm. online DJing and touching people in Vegas while I'm in New Jersey or reaching yeah. out to people who are in Barcelona or uh, people in France and the Netherlands. And so it was such um an eclectic and international experience and i'm just here sitting up in my room like yeah, brandy yeah 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 that's <laughs> that's know? wonderful that's wonderful exactly. well let's take a listen to some of the music that you're featuring on this we're going to play okay. a song uh called late nights this is today's yeah. guest taylor moore our last collection is an original piece of mine titled late nights and i'd like to dedicate it to the most amazing woman i've
just heard Late Night's uh, song featuring today's guest Taylor Moore. So now that you're, are you now that you guys are back after the? And COVID, I must also add that's an original piece that I right. wrote, Late Nights. Yes, fantastic. Yes, with the Jimmy Cobb combo at the all female jazz residency with sponsored by NJ Pack and Montclair State University that was spearheaded by the late great Jerry Allen. So yeah, that's awesome. an original piece. Uh, called late nights that I wrote, and and that's uh, you know I'm I'm very adamant about saying yes, that's a song that I wrote because a lot of people don't think that drummers or percussionists can write music for yeah, a full band or for yeah, a full combo. Yeah. No, but I, I I am also a composer, an arranger, uh, a writer of music. I read. I have a degree in music. I studied at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, uh-huh. where I received uh, my degree in music performance and production. Okay, so. Yeah, to God be all the glory. And we made it out in four years. Well, yes, Lord. That's that's a pretty that's quite the accomplishment. I, I tell you, yeah. like, I is there anything, Taylor, that you do not do? This I guess is my next question. Is there anything you, you don't hilarious. do? You are hilarious. Uh well, let me see. There there are some <laughs> things I don't do. Praise God. Uh and uh I am adamant about whatever it is that I do that that it just honors God, you know, and at the end of the day, I don't ever see. Here's the thing. It's so funny because uh, as a motivational speaker, when I was younger, I I started speaking when I was publicly and professionally at nine years old. Wow. So, you know, people would say, well, what do you have to tell a crowd or an audience at nine years old? Mm -hmm. Well, at nine, I was aware and was conscious enough to realize, hey, there are some things that I have to lay down and put aside in order to be the best student I can be, in order to be the best young girl, daughter that my mom has has is raising me to be, but more importantly, to be the best that God has called me to be. Right. So at, at one point I was talking about, hey, for me, I have to cut off the PlayStation and cut off the Nintendo because Mm -hmm. that was what uh I was exposed to at that time, at that age. So it was always age appropriate conversation and always age appropriate messages. And as I got older, I started to move into other topics of conversation that directly impacted me. And so when I was 15, I started speaking about abstinence. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. And so so then my platform expanded to not just speaking about excellence and not just speaking about nonviolence, but then it expanded to me talking about abstinence because that was a major conversation as a young teen girl going through high school. One of my classmates had an experience where she gave birth to a child in the bathroom and disposed of it in the back of the school dumpster. Oh, wow. Wow. You know, these conversations were happening and these things were happening. And so it was that moment where I really felt convicted to be like, that's not the type of experience I want to have. The Mm -hmm. Bible clearly and explicitly says uh, to present yourself as a living sacrifice yes, and that you should abstain from fornication. And so I just want to live how this word is telling me to. And, yeah. and I have always, um, I have always taken the Bible to be an acronym for basic instructions before leaving earth. Yeah. 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 
So, so that's what the Bible means for me. Absolutely. You know, and so obviously, you know, at one point, you know, I was, you know, tagged as oh, little Miss Goody Two Shoes, or yeah. uh, you know, Jesus Freak, or yeah. you know, Jesus, uh, uh, overly Jesus lover. Hey, whatever, whatever, boo. Okay, yeah. whatever. You know, but I, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. That's right? so true. So, That's so true. So if if this is what I'm proclaiming and you you the the word tells us that we can tell a tree by the fruit. Absolutely. Right? So if you see that God is producing and you see that I am putting forth fruit and yes I have my bad days and yes I have low moments but at the end of the day I'm still able to put my best foot forward. I got to be getting some help from somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know and and it's not a power that is equal to mine. Yeah. It's not a human based power. It's not a power that comes from a bottle. It's not a power that comes from smoking or an edible. It's not a power that comes from a, a laptop. It's a power that comes from above. Yes. And so I have to, I have to like that. that that's my reasonable service yeah. to articulate and to verbalize because there are other people who have turned to the bottle and, 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 and the problem is still there. Absolutely. There are people who are in uh, rehab facilities and the problem is still there. So how can we fix the problem? Because we have to look and search for something that is bigger than us. Yeah. And if we knock, the door will be open to us. Absolutely. And Absolutely. if we speak, if we seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these other things that we're looking for, peace, love, money, prosperity, abundance, all those things will be added unto us. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm just out here like um, Steph Curry with hashtag crazy faith. Uh -huh. I'm, just, I'm just crazy enough to believe he will do what he said he would do. He did it before. And I'm just crazy enough to believe he'll do it again. And, you know, that's such a that's such a great message, because I think, you know, so often I've been I've been like you. My I have people who used to call me preacher boy, you know, because, yes. you know, I, my, I wear I, I know where my help comes from and I yes. will never, ever, uh, you know, I, I be ashamed you, of that. For exactly I am not right. ashamed exactly of the right. gospel of Christ. Exactly yes. right. And listening to you yes. today, you know, it's just bringing up so many different things. Like I can't imagine where like, you know, where God has taken me and from sometimes things that seemed like, you know, like, for example, you know, our jazz festival was really born out of a really, really low time in my life when I lost my parents, right? And it became a way to honor them. And it became a way to, you know, like we talked about, all good things work together for good, right? Yes, you know, that yes. low time producing good fruit, right? Yes. Or yes. having the having the wherewithal to say that, yeah, the world's going to tell you to build a five-year plan or to build a, a three-year plan. But you know what? What I know is this. If I have surrendered my soul, my yes. life, my being to Lord, to, to, to my Lord and Savior, then yes. you know what? He has the plans. And I know the yes. plans I have for you. And That's they right. are good, right? To so prosper and not to harm. Exactly yes. right. And so I don't have to worry about, well, should I do this, do that? He will lead me and guide yes. me and direct me and he will prepare a path for me. Right. That's it. Yes. And that is one of the things that I think is so important for so many people to hear that because so many people live through this wife all bound up and wound right. up. And right. there is a simple solution and that is surrender. Yes. Yes. 
Yes. And it's so funny, like there was a, a phenomenon, a social media phenomenon where uh, the phrase was hashtag it's above me. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and at first it was kind of like, um, you know, a, a cultural saying, you know, girl, it's above me. But what does that really mean? Like yeah. to really know that it's above me. Hey, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to lose sleep about it because it's above me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You no know? Doubt and about and it. that's what that really means. And, and, and just to know that there's so many things that we say, like on social media that I've noticed, like different trends, uh, even another one being, oh, sis understood the assignment, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, like the assignment. Right. So uh, we've been speaking about assignments from the beginning of time. Right. Like uh, we know that there uh, is a, a calling and assignment yes. that God has for us. And then to know that just as we have an assignment, right, to uh, be who God has called us to be, the enemy has an assignment to stop us Absolutely. from that. Absolutely. Right. But. Uh, you know, so so it's so funny when I hear all of these, um, you know, social media phrases, you mm-hmm. know, like, yes, they understood the assignment mm-hmm. or, you know, it's above me. And, and to to look at it from that that realm of spirituality yes. and to know that, yes, I, too, have an assignment. And I understand that my assignment is to be vocal about who has sustained me, yeah. about who has maintained me, about who has given me strength. Uh, because there have been so many people who have told me no, who have closed doors on me, yeah, who, yeah. who wouldn't let me in. And I know I have what it takes right, right, <laughs> you right. know, to do what I need to do. So, you know, this idea of, oh, well, why didn't they pick me or why didn't they choose me or why didn't they let me into that space or into that circle? But when you know your assignment, yes, we know that there are no doors that can be closed or shut or open unless it has the power from God. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah, you right. You know, so so no man can close any door that God has opened and no man can open any door that he has shut. Yeah, you're so right. You know, and so, you know, just being tuned in and tapped into that and 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 realizing, wow, Lord, now now I understand why they didn't pick me or why they didn't want mm-hmm. me in that band or why they told me no or why they gave me the cold shoulder because I wasn't supposed to be in that space. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why that's so, a great lesson. Yeah. That's and to know lesson. that every space that I'm in, every place, face, whatever, yes. that it has been strategically designed. It is all divine order, divine guidance. And that's what I want to be connected to. Because if I try to do it by myself, I, I'm going to be popped and busted and it's all downhill, you know, but to be connected to something that's bigger than you. Um, and, and, and more importantly, to realize every gift that I have, Every gift that I have to be a drummer, a percussionist, to play guitar, acoustic and electric, to dibble and dabble on piano, uh, to write and and compose. All of that is because God gave it to me. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I have to be super sensitive about how I take care of it, because I know if he gave it to me, he can just as well take it away from me. Yeah. 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 And so I don't ever want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a drummer. I'm a DJ. I'm a professional. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a this. I'm a that. No, because those are just. Vehicles. Yeah. Right. Th- that, that's just a 
Porsche. That's just a Lamborghini. That's just a Honda. That's just a, you know, whatever. It's just a vehicle. But my God is the manufacturer. Yes, yes. So, yes. so I would never, you know, uh, go over and and think that, oh, yep, the Lamborghini did it. You yeah, know, like, right. no, that no. Oh, no. My no. My Nissan Versa. No, did it. No. The Lord blessed me to have that there and to go. get that, you know, so just being aware and just knowing that, you know, just as quickly. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why. Um, I, I'm I'm transparent and I'm open yeah. um, about what it is that I'm going through that I face. I, I'm t- I'm speaking with you via this podcast, which yeah. is super amazing, and you know it's kind of giving the highlights, giving a reel and pinpointing the highlights. But there there are low moments where sure. I feel lonely. Yeah, you know yeah. where you just like wow, like this. I, I you you feel misunderstood mm-hmm. or you feel like you're just trying to do what's best, but it's always taken out of context. And so just to, I'm always wanting to be real to thine own self, be true is what Shakespeare said, you know, but to quote uh, another one of my aunties in my head, the late great Maya Angelou, Uh she said success, success is when you like yourself, when you like what you do and you like how you do it. There you go. There you go. And so with that, you know, in my arsenal, knowing, wow, like, hey, whether the world knows my name or not, I'm successful. Yes, yes. Because yes. I love me. Jesus loves me. Hey, that. Hey, I can stop right there. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you right. know, and so to know, hey, I like what I do. You know, I'm a philanthropist. I give back. I serve. You know, I do whatever I need to do. And 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 these are things that. Uh, are not for social media. It's not like I'm going to the soup kitchen like, hey, look at me. I'm at the soup kitchen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? No, like nobody needs to know about it. Right. This is just what I do about the goodness of my heart because this is my assignment. Yeah, yeah. And so going back to what you said earlier, like, you know, where do we see Taylor Moore? What What is Taylor Moore doing? Does she right. want to be solo or is she playing with the group? Taylor Moore is a disciple yeah, for Jesus Christ. There you go. You know, and so whether it's behind the scenes, uh, helping other people, like I said, doing DJ Tay's Zoom Room Comedy Club, that was a space for me to highlight other comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, I, spotlight, no spotlight. I still want to help somebody else. Yeah. And the yeah. song says, hey, if I can help somebody along the way, then my living is not, not in, vain. in vain. That's for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. Well, let's listen to some more of your music. Uh, we're going to we're going to play your song uh, Sissy Strut. This is Sissy Strut by Taylor Moore. By the Meters. By the Meters with Taylor yeah. Moore. Okay.
And that was our guest today, Taylor Moore with The Meters, featured on the song Sissy Strut. So, Taylor, we do this, um, this segment on every show. We call it Bout It or Doubt It, okay? okay. So if you bout it, it's something that you like. If you doubt hey. it, it's something you ain't quite feeling. You, you interested in playing? Yes, I'm about it. All yes. right, let's do it. <laughs> I started this body body. If you bout it, get them up. I mean you body body. I mean you body body. We say you body body. I represent. I doubt it. All right. So we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to get you a category, okay? And then we're going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions, okay? Okay. I'm super smoked. Oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Let's spin the wheel. All right, Taylor, your category is food and drink. All right. Yes. About it. About, okay. About it or doubt it. Steak. About it. About it. Okay. You got a favorite favorite cut? Medium rare. Okay. Medium rare. Uh, me- okay. No, no. I take that back. Well done. Well done. Okay. Well okay. done. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've tried medium rare. It's you know, no. So I, that I would doubt. Okay. I'm gonna go for the. I'm gonna go for the well done, and then and then uh, with a good A1 sauce. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. You like a little A1 sauce. So yep. uh, in all your travels, is there a place where you've eaten steak that comes to mind that that was so good that you still remember it? You know, my mom has made a great steak. Okay. Okay. So it's yeah, home. I'm gonna have it's to go. Home. I'm gonna have to go with the kitchen of Mama Moore. Okay, yes. Okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And so you can get yes, that on the regular then. Well, no, it was a specialty dish. Okay. You know, she was just you know creating memories, and, uh-huh. and my mom, you know, she is a. Uh, culinarily creative you okay. know and so uh she made a, a steak and you know had the sauteed onions and the uh-huh. potatoes and it it was i was like mama you so you want a restaurant is what you're saying that's okay? cool <laughs> all right all right yes. all right well, we're gonna ask you one more about it or doubt it question about it or doubt okay. it chocolate about it yeah you're a chocolate fan okay yeah yeah definitely uh love love milk chocolate love white chocolate uh love dark chocolate you know it's it, it's it's good uh for for health mm-hmm. you know and that's the thing like people think it's just like oh oh it's just sweet no dark chocolate is good uh when what it's a certain type of um health care i heard like dr oz talk about it i was like uh-huh. okay dr oz said it's good okay it's good you're okay. down huh <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But yeah, I uh, love chocolate turtles. Uh, love, you know, uh, let me see. Um, Godiva. Okay. Uh, yeah. Love, you know, but hey, can't go wrong with a Snickers. Okay. Yeah, well, can't go that's wrong true. With a that's yes, true. Okay. Have you, yes. have you, uh, yeah, I know you're traveling, you've traveled all over the world. Have you had a chance? I've heard, I've not experienced personally, but Belgian, Belgium chocolate is Belgian chocolate is supposed to be the best. 
Have you tried it? Oh my goodness, it? no, I haven't had okay, that. Okay, so are you gonna you gonna send me some? Uh, we can see we can see what we can do to work that out. Um, you know. All right, now look, yeah, look, you have not because your ex not. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yes, there sir. There you go. So you're a DJ and a comedian and yes. a motivational speaker. How did all those different things come into being for you? Yeah, again, the the big word is just evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, and just growing and developing. And uh, like I said, I started public speaking, motivational speaking when I was nine. But if, if I could go back to the beginning, which is where we started when I was in the womb. And, you know, I told you that my mom said that I would only move when music came on. When I came out of the womb, I gravitated to this one kitchen pot. Hmm. And, you know, I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago. And, you know, so hashtag about that hood life. Uh If you're still doing about it or doubt it, I'm about (laughs) that hood life, you know? And so, uh, you know, gravitated to this one kitchen pot. And you know you're about that hood life when that is like how you entertain your guests by playing on the kitchen pot, you know? (laughs) So I'd be at home, you know, my mom, she would have guests over. She's like, Taylor, go get your kitchen pot and play somewhere. I'm like, you know, here I go get get in my kitchen pot. And it was so funny because one time, uh, one of her friends from Kenya, uh, he saw me playing on the kitchen pot and he was like, oh no, you cannot play a kitchen pot. We must get you a real drum. Uh We must get you a real drum. So he got me my first drum, which is the djembe, uh, which uh, West African drum made of tree trunk, goat skin and Ah, rope. And uh, he got me a baby one at first, which fit my hands. And then I, I outgrew that. And then my mom got me a, a larger djembe. And then as time progressed, she invested in me uh, buying congas and bongos. Okay. And I must say, uh, you know, it's not like, oh, we just had money falling from trees where she could just like buy me all of these instruments. Like this was an investment. And, yeah, and she was sure. here with that. And, and and the other way she was able to, you know, buy the djembe or buy the congas and bongos is because these were like definitive birthday gifts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. when it came time for Christmas, she was like, it's not your birthday. Yes. It's the Lord's birthday. So, <laughs> so I wasn't looking for anything other than on my birthday. Yeah. And, and that's how, you know, we kind of got around, you know, all of these um expenses and everything but nonetheless uh uh you know got a keyboard and all that good stuff and so then when i was 12 i just out of the clear blue sky said hey mom i can play the drum set now mind uh-huh. you we've got a living room filled with djembe's congas bongos uh-huh. and a piano right and now i'm saying i play the drum set but my mom never heard me play the drum set which that actually takes all four of your limbs to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so she's like, okay, you know, I'm not trying to say that I doubt you, but I ain't never seen you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And so one day we were uh, at my grandfather's church, and like I said, I'm 12 years old, and uh, everyone clears out of the sanctuary, and they're in the church lobby. And my mom hears back in the sanctuary the piano and the drums. And she looks back and she sees that it's me on the drums. And she says, wow, Taylor, you can play. And so, you know, that was kind of me proving myself to be like, see, mama, I told you, you know. And so then then she invested in me with a a drum set. And so uh, every it's so funny, all of the instruments that I have um, that she invested in me, like I said, it, it was an investment. 
And when, when we think of, um, if we were to think of ourselves like stock, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the you know, stock market, like this is an investment that my mom has made, which is why, you know, when the pandemic hit, I was in New Jersey, she was in Chicago, but I was like, I'm driving to Chicago to get my mama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's like a uh, number one stockholder, yeah. you know, yeah. and she's been so supportive and so, uh, integral in my development as a woman of God, as she is a woman of God, I always say that she is the Naomi to my roots. All right. All right. Yes. You know, which, which is a biblical reference uh, where we see, uh, you know, Naomi as an older woman who is guiding Mm -hmm. Ruth, this Mm -hmm. young woman, which essentially leads her to her Boaz. Yes, exactly. You know, which, which ends up being the lineage of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and obviously before Jesus Christ was King David, all that other good stuff, you know, yeah. we have Bible story time for, for a later day. There we go. But, but nonetheless, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, you know, just knowing that, Hey, I am a woman of great faith because my mother is a woman of great faith, yeah. you know, and my mom, it's so funny. The running joke was that, um, as I was growing up, she, she would always say, you can do whatever you see me doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, dang, mama, I can't do nothing because you don't do nothing, you know? <laughs> and, and that was like the running joke. You know, she's like, you, you can do whatever you see me doing. I'm yeah. like, well, that's not much of anything, you know? <laughs> and, and so, you know, out of that is how my entertainment grew, right? Uh-huh. Because I was entertaining my mom. And then, you know, she would say, get up and dance, get up and tell me a joke. And in getting up, just cracking jokes, that's how my comedy routine that I do to this very day was formed. Yeah, yeah. Talking about my childhood experiences of entertaining a single mother as an only child. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it was so funny, uh, you know, and, and that's what when I say going back to the word evolving evolution and just realizing that, hey, everything that we have, we have kind of already tapped into it at some earlier form in our life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No right? doubt about so, it. Yeah. So I remember back in 2016, uh, we got gotten together with family and friends and a friend of mine, I, we were here in New Jersey. And a good friend of mine, family friend, she was like, oh, oh, we were having a talent show. Right. Okay. And, you know, that, you know, I have black families, you know, at oh, the yeah. end of the, of the Christmas uh, <laughs> dinner, you know, and eggnog is flowing. Always then a it, talent then show. it turns into a talent show. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, my cousin, she gets up and sings. My other cousin, she gets up, you know, she she does the rerun dance, you know, and everything. <laughs> and then they called me up. And they thought that, you know, I was going to get my drum or get my guitar or, you know, get my piano or something, uh, my little keyboard. Uh, but instead, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to crack some jokes. I'm going to tell a few jokes. Yeah. And so I get up there, you know, and like I said, I start doing my routine of talking about how I was raised to a single mother, how I ran all her men away, you know, <laughs> and, you know, how since she couldn't go out and I couldn't go out that I had to entertain her. And these were the things that I did. I would get up. And uh, I cracked jokes on uh, how she would have me remix childhood uh-huh. classics, like, and I'll give you a little sample how she would oh, have yeah. me, how she would have me remix childhood 
classics like Little Teapot. Uh oh, uh oh, you like that was one thing she did. Yeah, so so you you're familiar with the classic? I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, here is my spout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout, tip me over and pour me out. Yeah, (laughs) right. So that's the childhood classic. But my mom said, no, okay, remix it and give me '90s R&B. I Uh said, Mama, no problem. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, here is my spout. When I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Tip me over and pull me out, ooh yeah. And that's 90s R&B. And then she was like, okay. A little SWV there. A little SWV, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, because, you know, I was raised uh, in church and raised in a black Baptist church, my mama, she was like, well, take me to church. And I said, mama, you already know we going to go to church. And, you know, a black Baptist preacher can make a sermon out of anything. Oh, yes, he can. You know this. You can attest to it. And a black Baptist preacher, his sound a little something like, uh, I want you to know uh, I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my hand on here is my spout when i get on steamed up hear me shout i want you to tip me over and pour me out ah! yeah the doors of the church are open yeah. Yeah. you are fantastic taylor i gotta tell you, you. that you so know that, that is why I, I see this is this has been this is so much fun because like I like when I like I said before, when I saw you on stage, I said to myself, This young lady is absolutely amazing and there yeah. is a light that shines and I have got to have this young lady on this show. And okay. you you certainly have been so, so, so entertaining. Um I got there's a couple questions I love to ask everyone that's on the show, and I wanna I wanna throw those few at you too. One of those questions is what are your three favorite albums of all time? Hmm, that's a great question. Well, you know, I've been rocking Al Green, his final record. Yeah, you know, uh, for like, that's my go-to record. Uh, I was out on the road Uh and uh, we stayed at a hotel where they actually had a record player. Now, I grew up in a house where my mom had a record player, you know, with the needle, you know, Mm -hmm. had the vinyl records. And so I go into this hotel room and and there's a record player and a ukulele and i'm just like oh my goodness this is speaking to my soul uh-huh. you know but when i got back home i was like wait a minute i'm looking around i was like i need a record player so you know i had and and i already had some um some albums and everything and so uh that's that's one of the albums that i rock uh you know uh where where he's in his white mm-hmm. i forget the exact name of the album but uh, you know, of course, the classics. Uh, I'm, yes, you know, yes, President yeah. Barack Obama's favorite song. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, but he's in his white, and and it's so funny because uh, Al Green has since become a reverend yeah, and a minister. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because uh, one of his songs, it it's so connected to how we can just have a conversation with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and uh, it's a let me say before I forget, mm-hmm. loving you, Jesus, is where we're set. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Lord. Look what you've done for me. Yes, here it is yeah, right here. Yeah, I was still in love with you. Yeah, that's the actual, actually, that's the name of the album. Yes. But um, 
Yeah, it's 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 one of those. Uh, and and the song is "Look What You Done for Me." Yeah, and so it's so funny him, you know, kind of in his. Uh, player days, uh-huh. you know, he was still kind of oozing uh, this love conversation to what could easily be translated to speaking to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because he's saying, he says, oh, baby, look what you've done to me. Yeah. But then, you know, I, I translate and I say, oh, Jesus, yeah. look what you've done. You know, no, nothing wrong uh, with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Al Green, I'm still in love with you. Is is one of my favorite uh, albums. Uh, let me see. I've got two more to go. Love Santana, Carlos yeah, Santana. Okay, absolutely. Um, okay. Like Magic Woman, Oye Como Va. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Actually, had a couple viral videos uh, because I did a cover of him popularizing Oye Como Va, which Oye Como Va is originally written by the late great Tito Puente. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, Carlos Santana, he popularized it, mm-hmm. and so yeah, had. Uh, a viral video multiple times that received over 20 million views. Wow. No kidding. Yeah, of me playing, of me playing. Oh, yeah, come on. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All of that is on my website, MissTaylorMoore.com. Yes, so that's up there. And then, okay, we've got Al Green, we've got Carlos Santana, and of course, Love Prince. Yeah, Love yeah, Prince who featured Sheila E. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely some great albums to uh that that are in my arsenal that yeah. i enjoy and and great artists who have you know paved the way and and to be inspired by prince who was a multi-instrumentalist and then of course for him to uh feature and showcase sheila e who has definitely been a great inspiration to me as a young woman playing drum set and latin percussion yeah you know yeah, so yeah yeah those, those are those are my three Okay, and then I got one one more question for you then that, that I love to ask, and that is you're having a dinner party and you get to invite any three people to that dinner party, living or deceased. Who's coming to Taylor Moore's dinner party and what's on the menu? Okay. Well, we're gonna have Mama Moore set up the spread because okay. Mama Moore can throw it down. All right. Okay? All right. Yeah. So uh Mama Moore is gonna whip up the dishes. Uh uh-huh. she's got her famous famous peach cobbler that oh, she's, yeah. she's known for. Uh so Mama Moore is gonna get the, the menu together. And uh you know what? I would love to have Reverend Al Green be there, uh-huh. Carlos Santana and Prince there be there. There you go. All right. Yeah, yeah your you favorite know? musicians, and- huh? Absolutely. You know, cool. and, uh, you know, Sheila, he can pull up too if she like to, you All know, right. we'll, we'll, we'll leave Prince with a plus one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah. And I guess what would be on the menu? Well, we would have something that's available for everyone. You know, we'd, we'd have some, uh, vegan appropriate dishes okay you know just in case they don't eat meat yeah, yeah, yeah. right because mama more she can she can make dishes with me or without me all right okay and go hard on all of it okay so uh yeah i'm thinking we can have some fish right uh-huh. we can have some salmon and asparagus okay and some roasted potatoes with there onion and garlic oh go. yeah come a on pow- now power meal that's that power yes. meal that sounds Absolutely. good. That sounds good. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so Taylor, tell our tell our listeners what 2022 holds in store for you. What do you got planned for 2022 so far? The best is yet to come uh, to to restate that uh, the Zoom Room Comedy Club we're relaunching in January, January 8th 
Uh, we are coming back full throttle and yeah. we are super excited about that. We've got the online store that's featuring a great artist where we have combined we have combined art with comfort where we've put this amazing artwork on pillows that can be found on my website. All right. And uh, we've got some more touring dates with, with a number of various artists and, and we're excited about that. And I'm just excited. You know, every day I wake up and I'm just excited. I'm just like, okay, Lord, what you going to do today? Cause I, I just you. know it's something, whether, whether it's a bunch of something or nothing, yeah. I know that he's doing something because I, I've come to the realization that if nothing has happened, that means something is going on behind the scenes there you go. that has there yet you go. to pop off. And it's just like, you know, buckle yourself in and it's on its get way. Ready. Get right. ready for this job, for well, sure. Well, I got to tell you, Taylor, it has been so much fun having you on the show today. <laughs> we have got to do this again. It's been Every, a pleasure. Everybody, go to MissTaylorMoore.com. Check out DJ Tay. Check out all. Check out our music. Check out our comedy. Check out our motivational speaking. Check out those those pillows. Those pillows are cool. And yeah. I'm telling you now, y'all y'all heard me tell y'all this. This life is a light that is going to shine bright for many 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 years to come. Y'all need to know who this young lady is and pay attention to her because. God's hand is clearly on her life and, and she's going to do some fantastic things. And I'm so excited that you were able to give us a little bit of your time. And I'm excited about seeing all that's going to come in your future. Thank you. All Thank right. you so much, Mr. Carl Brown, for having me. Looking forward to being back with you all at a later day for uh, the Fresh Coast Jazz Festival. Absolutely. We had an awesome time. And to all your listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in and tapping in today to this podcast. All right. Thank you, Taylor. Much love and God bless you. Same to you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. 